Hey, Brody fans, welcome back to episode four of Ball with B Show. I'm your host, Gavin B Show, and this is the first um, double kind of episode we have since we're starting on Thursdays now, every single week. Um, so we're going to have two games to cover and two games to preview. And we're going to start off with Rody's game last Saturday against LaSalle at LaSalle. And Rody started off hot. You know, you really had that feeling that Rody should really dominate. Um, they just pushed the paint. They got, I think, at least like 20-something points in the paint against LaSalle early, which really helped them. But all of a sudden, they went down by 10 in the second half, which is when you uh, start to worry. But then they, I think they went like on a 17-0 run and um, came back, stormed back very quick um, in a couple minutes. Got all the way to 17. Rody finished the deal 78-67 against LaSalle. We had Cyril Landrine. He had 19 points. Uh, Jeff Doughton, 22 points. Fats Russell, 20 points. Um, and off the bench, nothing really. Uh, but big minutes from uh, Tate and Thompson. But my player of the game, not Doughton or Russell. We have Cyril Landrine, 19 points, 14 boards, and two blocks. He just... Uh, came in big for this Rhode Island team when they really needed it. Now let's look at the overall team stats from that LaSalle game. You ride 28 for 49, 57% from the field. That's so great for this team that needs to um, bounce back from their offensive woes earlier in the year. From earlier in the year, three for eight from three, showing that they're a little less hesitant to uh, pull the trigger, um, which is 37.5%. This is this is a killer right here though. 19 for 34 on free throws. One game, they do really good, and they go 19 for 34. It's 55.9% from the free throw line. 44 rebounds, though. Very big for Rhode Island. Um, But another thing, 18 total turnovers. They averaged like 12 points up in a game. They almost had that two minutes into the second half. Um, They turned the ball a lot um, early. Didn't have as much fouls, but... um, Something really to improve on and um, look at for Rody. And also, letting up 10 for 22 from three-point line um, is not good if they want to move forward and win games in the A-10. And mark that down as a win for Rody. Um, 78-67 over LaSalle. And their um, last game we played was last night against VCU and... First time for the students to come back, and it was a great game. Great experience um, to be there. Uh, URI uh, kind of had um, on and off spurts until he got down by 10 against VCU. Uh, I think it was 20 to 10, and the offense wasn't doing anything in the first half. They got 21-25, VCU was leading, and the offense looked sporadic. Um, nothing much really happening there. For Rody, but um, they scored 50 points in the uh, second half, and they won on a couple of runs that were very key. They got all the way up to 12, like three minutes left, and they held on to that lead. And um, those are two big wins right there. URI won 71-67. Fats Russell leads the way with 19 points. The shots he was taking at the beginning were forced bad shots. I think that's why um, the offense wasn't doing as good. But he was, um, in the second half, cutting uh, lanes, finding holes. Um, Jeff Doughton had a lot of uh, paint jump shots. Fast, and Fast Russell just um, 
climbed up, um, climbed ahead, uh, up court, try to get the basket as soon as possible, and a couple dumps off to Jermaine Harris, who had eight points that game, seven boards. He didn't really get in any foul trouble, which really helped around, as when Cerulean finally had ten points, six boards, fouled out. I think with like five, four minutes left, um, maybe probably a little less than that, a little less time than that, but um. Yeah, Jermaine Harris came in big when Rudy needed it. Tyree Smart in 15 points, big minutes from him. Uh, 12 points, big minutes from him. Um, what do you like to see from a, um, a freshman getting experience in these big-time 8-10 games? Jeff Down had 14 points. He almost played the whole game. He had 38 minutes. Fast at 36 minutes, 19 points, 6 boards. Dana take him off the bench with 6 in 21 minutes. Thompson almost always um, gave valuable minutes, uh, 24 minutes. Uri ended up uh, winning that game, 71-65. Big time for Rhode Island. And the player of the game, Fast Russell, 19.6 boards. And now looking over the team stats from the game uh, Wednesday night against VCU. Uri, 25 for 61 uh, from the field, 41%. 1 for 9 for 3, that's 11%. That's not good for Rhodey's success. Um, they got to hit threes. Um and surprisingly, hit 1-3, and they won by 6 against a very good and defensively uh, sound VCU team, who at the end of the game started pressing a lot and started uh, causing havoc, as they call it, um, for uh, Rhode Island. But 20-26 um, for 26 from the free throw line, huge for them. Um, against LaSalle, they only shot 55%. They shoot 67%. Uh, no, 77%, my bad. Um, last night versus VCU. And 14 offensive rebounds. That's that helps them a lot. Um, and um, I was thinking last night, uh, this this VCU team, um, they're very good. They're defensively sound. They can hit threes. And I was thinking, no wonder this team loses games. They turn the ball over a ton. Uh, they threw the ball out of bounds a lot. Their passes aren't that sharp. This VCU team can be very dangerous if they don't turn the ball over as much. Uh, because they did it a lot last night uh, at the Ryan Center. So, URI 20 fouls, VCU 22. They had a lot of blocks, though. They had a big man. Uh, the person who really killed uh, URI was Marcus Santos Silva, 17 points, uh, 6 for 10 from the field, 7 boards. And then Jenkins had 16, and Mark Simmons had 13. Mobley had none, though. Uh, he didn't really shoot that well, 0 for 2 from 3. Foul. Not really a good game from Mobley. But moving on, URI got to 11-7, um, 4-2 in the A-10, top 6, which is right where they want to be. They have to control their own destiny, win games coming up the stretch that are very pivotal and important to this team's success. Now we're going to preview URI's next two opponents before Thursday's podcast. Um, Sunday at UMass. Big game for Rhodey if they want to keep the streak going. Uh, and a huge game, as we'll talk later uh, when we talk about the A-10 more. At Duquesne, Wednesday at 7 p.m. That's going to be a big game for Rhodey, and they're going to need to um, show out for that one. So we're going to get right into the previews. So we're going to start off with Sunday's game uh, opponent for URI, uh, UMass, who has lost 7th Street, lost to Georgia, and then lost the first six of their a ten games. They lost to St. Louis by three, Dayton by five, George Mason by five, VCU by eighteen, and St. Bonaventure by fourteen. So a lot of mixed reviews. You can't judge them off playing opponents because they play a team like 
St. Louis lose by three. George Mason lost by five. They go to VCU, lose by 18. Play St. Bonham Wretched at home, lose by 14. So you can't judge them really off who they played. Just that they've lost seven straight games, which is not good um, for UMass. And we're going to get right into their roster. Of course, the one you want to notice is uh, uh, guard who can shoot, play, dribble, whatever you want to say. Luan Pipkins, 5'11", 180 out of Chicago, Illinois. He's a junior. He's very good. He's the best player on this team. He led this team past Providence at Providence. I can't believe they still beat Providence, but um, which they did. But he led this team with a game-winning layup. And the other guy you might take, want to take note of, Rashawn Holloway, center, 6'11", 310-pound senior. He is a monster. He is a beast, and he will be need to be um, shut down uh, for you right away because once he gets the ball down low, he's so big. He has soft touch like uh, Andre Barry, which he reminds me of. Uh, it's just uh, hard to stop. Pipkins averages 18.2 points a game. He shoots 30% from the field and makes 37% of his shots from the field. Another guy to take notice from is uh, Carl Peer. Peer. Uh, my bad. 6'4", sophomore, uh, 185 pounds. He averages 9.9 points for this team. Uh, Jonathan Laurent, he is a 6'6", forward, junior, 215 pounds. And after Holloway, there's... Curtis Cobb and Keon Clearjean, who have 8.8 .8 and 6.6 .6 points, respectively. Rashawn Holloway leads UMass in rebounds at 5.6. The thing is, though, 0% from the three-point line. So we won't see a lot of him outside of the three-point line, but he um, shoots 74% from the field. That is just unbelievable. Those are stats that are unheard of. 74% from the field... That means he takes efficient shots, good shots. He turns the ball over around 1.8 times a game. And, yeah, he's a great player. But if you're a roadie, I think you really got to stick with the Wild Pipkins. I think you got to put um, Fats Russell out there or maybe Tyrese Martin, maybe, uh, or Jeff Downton on the Wild Pipkins because you have Christian Thompson, who's probably their best defender, on the bench as Tyrese Martin will start over him, I assume, because I think he is um, energy. He brings energy. He has confidence. He's not afraid to shoot, um, which is what this Rhode Island team needs uh, for a freshman like him to step up. So, again, I think Holloway will either get um, Cyril or Jermaine. I don't know who yet, because you'd think Cyril because he's a bigger um, person, but He's tall than, much taller than Cyril, so um, I think he might body Jermaine, not going to lie, uh, even though Jermaine's lengthy, so I think we got to put Cyril on Holloway and then put uh, on uh, Laurent. Let's put Jermaine Harris on him. And that's pretty much it. If you were going to pick apart the roster and statistics of the UMass Minutemen, it is a way game, so it's still a a point where they can lose. Uh, they actually did play Harvard as well as Uri did. Uh, lost by three. And they played Nevada. Lost by, was it, 23? 23 points. But they did lose to Holy Cross at home, which is kind of embarrassing. And they also almost beat Temple. So this team, you can't touch. And they only beat FDU by one. So 
it's really a team where you got to play them to see how good they really are, which is hard. It's hard to go into a uh, team, uh, play a team like that where you don't know if they can necessarily be good or bad that day. Um, so yeah, then we can get right in to the big, big game, Duquesne at Duquesne. This is a game that wasn't really circled on the calendar as such, but boy, is it! It's a um, uh, it's a away game, so big. Uh, high implications, and Duquesne, if you don't know, beat St. Louis, the first place team, St. Louis, uh, last night by one point at their home court, and this team is underrated. This team can win basketball games. Um, there's 5-1 in the A-10, 14-5, second in the A-10. The three players you got to worry about are Eric Williams Jr., mostly. He shoots 37%. Uh, Michael Hughes, 67% from the field, big man. Sincere Carey, 12.1 points a game as well. And, um, yeah, Michael Hughes. Michael Hughes is um, um, 6'8". He's their center. He's their big man. They have James Ellis, freshman, but I don't know if he's on the roster. Well, he's on the roster, and they got a lot of people on this roster. But, um... He's a freshman. I don't think he he doesn't have a jersey number, so I, I think he play, doesn't play. They have another freshman. They have two other freshmen that are six eleven. So I'm gonna check. Do they really play? I don't think they really play. Um, but another uh, person to look out for who hasn't been doing good this year is Mike Lewis. Uh, he came in the year supposed to do pretty good in the A10. Uh top of the pack for Duquesne, but it just hasn't came out that way for him, um, which happens. Otis Livingston, not the best year for him. But yeah, let's look at, dive into their schedule. They have beat St. Louis, obviously. Uh, George Washington, they won in overtime. Richmond, they won by six. They won by one against St. Joe's, won by five against Fordham, lost by one to Davidson. Those were the, um, it's not a five-game win streak, so Something to look out for. Uh, yeah. They, Duquesne's a good team. They can play. Let's see their three-point percentage. I want to check this out. So, yeah. Eric Williams shoots 36% from the field. Uh, not field. Three-point land. Sincere Carey, 35% from three-point land. And it's kind of balanced um, through Austin Rotroff. It goes, and then Lamar Norman Jr., 4.2. Mike Lewis, 5.6. Uh, Tavian Dunn Martin, 7.1, Frankie Hughes, 7.8, Marcus Weathers, 9.8, and the three I listed before. So, Duquesne's height might be an issue for Rhodey. As you look at their roster, they have a couple of 6'11 players, some freshmen that I don't think they're really going to play because this guy doesn't have a jersey number. James Ellis, center, 6'11, 230. Uh, he doesn't have a jersey number right next to his name. Um... But Austin Rotroff, 6'10", uh, Dylan uh, Swingle, 6'11", 300. They got some big boys. They have Tavian Dunmartin, who's 5'8", so you probably put fats on him. But if you're talking about uh, <sighs> Eric Williams Jr., you probably want to put, uh, he's 6'6", so you probably want to put Jeff Datwin on him uh, for that length. And yeah, that's the pre- uh, preview for the Dukes of Duquesne. And we're going to head on to the A-10 in general. So we're looking at the A-10 standings. 
George Mason, who came out of the blue, 6-1 and one in the conference, first place. And then you have Davidson, Duquesne, and St. Louis at 5-1. and one. And then you have St. Louis at... No, yeah. And then you have VCU, Dayton, and URI at 4-2. and two. St. Bonnie at 3-3. Three and three. George Washington at 2-4. and four. Salah at 2-4. and four. St. Joe's at 2-5. and five. Richmond at 1-5. And, and Fordham and UMass bringing up the rear at 0-6. So a surprise I want to say is George Washington, two and four. Um, their record doesn't show how good they good I thought they would be in the A ten. Um, lost to Dayton by six. They beat St. Joseph by fourteen. They beat American, who did beat George Mason at their home court. Uh, they lost to Richmond by twenty. Expect I mean, yeah, they beat LaSalle by three. Lost to Duquesne in overtime by six. And only lost to Davidson by 11. So it seems like people aren't really handling Duquesne the way they should have. And I think that's due to uh, DJ and Justin Williams. Uh, DJ Williams is averaging 13.1 points a game. Uh, 40% from the field. And Justin Williams, another guard. He's a guard. Alright? With a field goal percentage of 54.8. That's just very good. Uh, even though he doesn't get that many times. He gets 14 minutes a game. 3 points a game. Uh, that's still good though for any player, for any, especially a guard to have a fifty-five percent um, field goal percentage. That's uh, that's really helping out a, a role player, cut points down the stretch when they need it for George Washington. Another team that's kind of surprising me is, of course, Duquesne. Duquesne's a big surprise. Um, St. Louis. They've ended up winning very much a lot of close games that I don't think they should have won. Or not should have won, but games that you would expect them to pull out, which they did. And everything's pretty much where it's supposed to be. If you want to talk A-10, let's talk Dayton-St. Bonaventure. Double overtime game. Uh, Dayton ends up pulling this one out at um, the Siegel Center. No, not Siegel Center. That's, no. At St. Bonaventure's home court. Siegel Center's VCU. Um, at St. Bonaventure's home court, 89-86. And for that one, um, Stockard, Courtney Stockard, 36 points, 10 boards for St. Bonaventure. He really kept him in there. And um, he, I think he's the, one of the reasons why that game went in double overtime. Um, because without him, I don't really think that game would have been that close. Because that player really, really affected... Um, the way from the way he played. Um, now we're going to go to the scores since Thursday night. Um, our last podcast. St. Louis defeats St. Joe's on the 18th by 11. Rody beats LaSalle by 11. Davidson beats Richmond by 13. Dayton, of course, won by three in double overtime. Courtney Stockard, amazing. And Luke Frampton for Davidson hit eight threes. Uh, no, eight eight threes. For all 24 of his points, um, UMass loses to VCU by 18. Uh, and George Mason only beats Fordham by 3. Nick Honor, I've got to say, he is balling out right now for Fordham. He is really showing through. And um, 21 points against George Mason. And they're only they're up by 4 and a half to at George Mason. So either George Mason can't really play. Uh, not really play because, of course... They beat Uri by 18. But they can't 
take care of teams they're supposed to take care of. Um, but Kier with 18 points. Moving on to Sunday, Duquesne defeats George Washington in overtime by six. Michael Hughes leads Duquesne with 21 points and 14 rebounds. And Tuesday, no games Tuesday. And of course, last night, Wednesday, URI beats VCU by six. Mark Adams with 13 points, but we have Fast Russell leading the way with 19 for Rhodey. Davidson defeats George Washington, 73-62 by 11. Justin Missoula, Rhode Island zone, 15 points, 7 boards. Kaishan Pritchett for uh, Davidson, 17 points. And the other, uh, a couple more games. George Mason defeats Dayton at Dayton Tome Court by 4. Um, 67-63. Nothing really special there. Richmond loses to St. Joe's 74-70 after being up by 12 um, at St. Joe's. Grant Golden, 24 points, 5 boards. Charlie Brown Jr. for St. Joe's is a baller. 31 points, 14 rebounds. St. Bonaventure defeated UMass 65-51, 14-point victory. Kyle Lofton of St. Bonaventure, 24 points. Luan Pipkins, only 12 points. Um, LaSalle defeat Fordham at their place 73-71 um, by 2 and Isaiah Diaz 20 points and Antoine Portley for Fordham 22.7 boards and in the game of the night Duquesne defeats St. Louis at home cementing their um, ways of winning in the A-10 this year um, as they are now 5-1 tie with St. Louis ahead of match because they beat them Javon Best though 24 points, 9 rebounds for St. Louis. That's big time um, for St. Louis. And Marcus Weathers, 19 points, 9 boards, 2 blocks for the Dukes of Duquesne. So that's um, really a wrap of the A-10 this week, um, this past week. And we're going to get on to uh, look around Power 5 hoops pretty much. And the big news probably, no more undefeated teams left in Division 1 this year. Michigan loses on Saturday to Wisconsin by 10. And, of course, the game of the week, Virginia and Duke. That one went down to the wire. Even even people thought Duke had it wrapped up. Virginia clawed back and lost against Duke. Uh, I think it was by a couple points. Let me check the exact score of that one. Uh, the Duke-Virginia uh, game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Uh... 72-70, two-point game. That's what I thought. Um, so we're going to look into the uh, ACC right now. Right now, I think Duke is the front runner with uh, Virginia behind, close behind. Actually, I think they're tied pretty much because these two teams are very balanced. Then, of course, North Carolina, then Virginia Tech. Florida State might be at five, but I, they're going to drop because um, they just mm, they lost to Duke. Now that's a big thing. They lost to um, let me see Boston College. They lost to Pitt. So I mean, you can't expect to go in the A10, uh, ACC win all of them, but you can't expect to lose three or four straight. So I think Louisville, actually you know, NC State takes that spot, and then Louisville, Syracuse, Florida State, and then the rest in really any order because I don't think they have a chance of winning the ACC. And then we're going to go to um, the SEC. Pretty much Tennessee's league almost lost to Vanderbilt last night, but they pulled it out in overtime by a five points. You have Tennessee, then you have um, LSU, then Ole Miss. 
Kentucky. Actually, yeah, you probably go LSU, then Kentucky, then Ole Miss, but that's close. Ole Miss, Kentucky are both teams that can play. Um, but then it drops off from there. The only team that's really in contention really there is Mississippi State. Actually, you know, Auburn too. Auburn and Mississippi State are really teams that can um, win the SEC, but I think it's really the Volunteers Conference there. Um, yeah, and Vanderbilt, the worst in the conference, almost gave Tennessee a quick uh, little upset. And, of course, an upset in the Big 12. West Virginia defeats Kansas, a team that you or I beat, um, West Virginia, um, last in the conference. That's a big win for uh, West Virginia, even though they aren't that good in the um, Big 12. It really uh, helps West Virginia. And the Big 12 is interesting. There's a couple teams that can win. Um, Kansas, of course, Texas Tech, Iowa State, Kansas State, and TCU are pretty much the big uh, big guns there in the um, Big 12. And then our favorite conference, the Pac-12, not. Um, you have Arizona, Washington, Oregon State, UCLA, Arizona State. That's where the list cuts off because those are the only teams I can see winning that conference. And this conference is um, only can get one bid uh, because... It's just not competitive as much as it was. Arizona um, has a very good chance of actually winning that. Sean Miller is great, um, has a great coach and can really lead that team. And another team I can see is Bob Hurley's Arizona State. And, of course, Washington is always in the mix. UCLA and Oregon State, I think they're on the outside. They're on the bubble of winning that Pac-12. But I think whoever wins that Pac-12 is going to be the only visit to the NCAA tournament. If not one of them, um, who doesn't win the Pac-12, maybe the if the uh, se- uh, second place of the Pac-12 tournament is Arizona State, Arizona, or Washington, maybe UCLA or Oregon State, I can see them being in the first four as an 11 seed or 12 seed. But that's, that's it. That's all I can see um, those teams stand. So... That's going to wrap it up for um, this week for Ball with Beach Show. Uh, remember, stay tuned into next week episode as we go over the UMass game, Duquesne game. And, of course, get ready for not just Super Bowl weekend, but St. Louis weekend. URI host St. Louis trying to avenge one of their losses in the A-10 on that Saturday, February 2nd. And I think they have another game that week, but I'm not too sure um, what, what and when it is. So, yeah, that's going to end it for today. And as always, roadie, roadie, roadie.